This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Dr. Kelly Victory with us now. Steve House joining us as well. I'll start with you, Dr. Kelly. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm well, thanks, and Happy New Year to you, too, John. It's off to a uh, to quite a start, I'd say. Here we go. Dr. Kelly, I know it's you know really top of mind for a lot of folks, and you know that's the you know the event that happened you know Monday night, which you know unless you've been living in you know I don't know where you would have been living if you didn't see you know even the the aftermath of what happened at the football game, you know Monday night football. Normally, I'm not a big Monday night game guy, so I wasn't watching it live. But once you know once we knew uh, what had happened, you know I, I kind of tuned in, you know you know checked out all the different sites and so on, watched the hit and so on. And again, I'm, I I by no means am a doctor and have the ability to say exactly what happened. Uh, you know, DeMar Hamblin is what I'm talking about. For those of you maybe that don't know, he is he is awake now, by the way. One of the first things he asked his doctor was who won the game. And they said, uh, yes, you won. You've won the game of life. I mean, great. I mean, he's a great guy, by the way. I don't want to take anything away from him at all. It was a tragic thing that happened. He looks like he's going to be doing fine at the moment, at least, and on his way back to some, some you know, at least recovery, whether he'll play football or again or not, Dr. Kelly, who knows. But, you know, just give us your thoughts on all of it. Again, I know you're not, you know, he's not your patient. You haven't looked at him. One thing, though, that did bother me was immediately, I mean, immediately after that happened, the anti, you know, uh, how should I say it, or, or the the let's shut down anybody that thinks this might be related to the vaccine. I mean, those guys fired things off almost like they had already recorded these things months ago, Dr. Kelly. Literally, they started hitting the airwaves almost the minute he went down. Absolutely. Well, let me, my, my thoughts in general are, are these, as you said, John, I did not examine uh, DeMar Hamlin, so everything is just based on my own observation. That said, it is remarkable, by the way, that he is awake and talking, given the prolonged period of CPR that he had after his, uh, mm-hmm. his cardiac arrest. It's a testament to the quick action um, of the coaches and the medical staff there on site, because generally after three or four minutes, um, the the concern about uh, severe and permanent brain injury is there. And so this is remarkable and, and great news. Um, with regard to what actually happened that caused his cardiac arrest, obviously there are multiple things, what we call the differential diagnosis, that any physician would have to consider. And certainly the things that are top on that list would be, for example, an underlying congenital heart problem. Um, that is extraordinarily unlikely, given that he's in the NFL, and the NFL uh, right. does 
extensive cardiac workups on the right. players before they ever start. So the chance that they missed a congenital cardiac issue is extremely unlikely. Right. The second thing that everyone jumped to was this concept of commotional cortis, right. uh, which is that when it, when somebody has a direct blow to the center of the chest at a certain very tiny little uh, point during the cardiac cycle, it can induce a uh, the heart to go into an erratic, non-functional rhythm and, and cause a cardiac arrest. I think the likelihood of that is infinitesimal. I've been a trauma physician for 33 years, and I can tell you it is essentially unheard of to have commotio cortis, a, a heart attack or, excuse me, a cardiac arrest uh, as a result of a blow if there isn't a projectile involved. Right. And what I yeah, and, and that, I, really quick, Dr. Like, Kelly, I want to stop you because I went into this a little bit on Tuesday being that, you know, I played football in high school and know what shoulder pads are like and how they're made and so on and the fact that they're meant to disperse a hit. And the reality is it wasn't that severe of a hit. Again, I played football. It wasn't that severe of a hit. So that was one of the first things that I thought of as well is, you know, I'm not, I'm not dispelling anything out there, but to come out immediately, there, there were some doctors that immediately – after this happened, we're out with videos saying, oh, yeah, here's your answer. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. Here it is, plain and simple. This is exactly what happened. I don't know how they can diagnose it that way. Well, they can't, and, and that was my point. So then, then the elephant in the room, so, you know, I've said it could have been congenital uh, abnormality that hadn't been diagnosed. It's conceivable. You have to consider at least it was a blow to the chest, although, again, I think that is, you know, one in not just a million, one in 10 million, given right. you know, that it's football and this pads, there wasn't a projectile and on and on, and no one's willing to address or that, you know, the vast majority in the mainstream are not willing to address the elephant in the room, which is in all likelihood, since the uh, the NFL has essentially a hundred percent vaccination policy, we we can assume that he was vaccinated, and we know that we have had uh, a very very worrisome increase in incidence of myocarditis and other cardiac issues related to these vaccines. So it's absolutely a reasonable thing to ask. I have been met with nothing but vitriol on social media for daring to right. ask that right. question. People saying it's none of it's you know it's his personal health history. It's none of his business. And I, my response has been, well, for one thing, you, these are the same people who thought it was perfectly fine for me to be required to share my vaccine status Correct. with every bar and restaurant owner, uh, airline, and concert venue for two years. So why it's all of a sudden now protected medical information is beyond me. But it's also very much a public health issue right? because it, the vaccines remain a clear and ongoing present danger to the rest of the population. The analogy I made is that, you know, if you're in the food court at the mall and people around you start vomiting and having diarrhea, you have a right to ask where they got their food. Correct. Uh, because it, because it, this is an ongoing issue of concern. And if there is, in fact, if this was, in fact, uh, what I suspect, which is a result of a cardiac arrest caused specifically by myocarditis caused by the vaccine, and this is something that has to be addressed. The NFL obviously has to address it, but the rest of the population deserves to know. Agreed. Steve, I'm going to get your thoughts on this as well, and and really quick. Uh, to, you know, kind of to start off with, you know, everybody gets mad at those that they claim to be, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists. But when you've got, you know, doctors that literally are on social media, I mean, literally within minutes 
of this thing all happening, you know, putting out the type of I think it's propaganda that that went, you know that went out, you know, you almost wonder, okay, when were these things taped? When did you guys actually get together and make some of these videos? You couldn't have done it that quickly, you know. You know, how in the world did that information get out that fast? And then, you know, people wonder why there's conspiracy theorists out there. You know, John, there's a couple things that to keep in mind here too, and I think you're right about this. So, first of all, the uncle of uh, Mr. Hanlon said he'd arrested twice, once on the field and once in the hospital. Mm. And from doctors that I know that are lesser capable than my good friend Kelly Victory, but still doctors, said, look, with Camocio Cordis, you don't have two arrests, right? They bring him back on the field. He, he would have arrested again in the hospital. So that's a different yeah. situation. That's a good point. Correct, corrected the rhythm. Right after he said that, Within an hour, somebody else came out and said, no, he didn't arrest twice in the hospital. They never talked to the uncle again. So I think they were trying to protect the narrative yep. that it wasn't the vaccine, right? So that's one thing. Number two, the, the peer-reviewed report that just came out with Peter McCullough's name on it, among others, suggesting that over a period of almost 30 years, um, there were 1,101 deaths from cardiac arrest among big-time athletes across the world. And there's now a little over 1,100 in less than two years, a year and a half. Um, since the vaccine 1600, yeah, so, 16, yeah. yeah, 1,600, right? And 275 of them maybe in the U.S., and in that case, they're not even high school or college athletes. They're just bigger-named athletes. I mean, when you look at those numbers, you have to go back to something Kelly keeps harping on, which is it's worth discussing. I mean, how could this be happening at the rate of the same thing that happens over a 30-year period is happening over a year, and it's only one common denominator? Yeah. We just aren't that stupid. It's crazy. I agree. Dr. Kelly, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that the, the study that uh, that you're referencing, uh, Steve, was one that was done by the International Olympic Committee well, well before COVID. It was a 38-year review of sudden cardiac deaths amongst athletes in an attempt, by the way, to give guidance to physicians like myself and primary care physicians who, in terms of what kind of a workup should you do on somebody to, quote, clear them to play athletics. So the International Olympic Committee went back and looked over a 38-year period at you know, professional or Olympic-level athletes to determine how, many, how common is sudden cardiac death. And the answer to that question, as Steve just said, was on average 29 athletes per year die of sudden cardiac death. And in the vast majority of them, they are found on autopsy to have had an underlying cardiac uh, condition that hadn't been diagnosed. So we went from 29 a year on average over 38 years to 1,600 mm. since the rollout of the vaccines in January of 2021. This is an astronomical increase, and no one is willing to address it. So the, the argument is always, well, it was COVID. It was all COVID. It's not the vaccines. It was COVID. But the reality is, until unless we are able to see and parse this data right. based on vaccine status, we won't know. And I can really promise you that if that they don't want to do that study, they don't want to because with all likelihood what they're going to find out is what these studies that have been done today have shown, which is that there is not an increase in cardiac issues following COVID, but there is a massive increase in cardiac issues after the vaccines. Furthermore, Dr. Kelly, by the, and by the way, go ahead, Steve, go ahead. By the way, for, for Kelly, Kelly, since when did have people from COVID at all? Has anybody ever had? I mean, because usually they die over time. 
you know, sick in a hospital. I mean, you don't have sudden deaths, right? You don't know any of those, right? Correct. What, what people are saying is that this myocarditis that, uh, you know, the the party line has been that COVID has a higher risk of causing myocarditis than the COVID vaccines do. But that hasn't been borne out in the study. Mm. And in fact, the large study that came out of Thailand that looked specifically at boys, uh, 301 boys, uh, they did extensive cardiac workups on these kids ahead of time prior to vaccination and made sure that none of them had any evidence of cardiac abnormalities before vaccination and immediately following vaccination, 29.4%, one third developed cardiac abnormalities immediately following vaccination. So the studies unfortunately do not you know, support this concept that it's COVID that is somehow causing this. Uh, you know, the most recent data that now, and I'm sure we'll get into talking about this, you know, the CDC analysis of the VAERS data, the Vaccine Adverse yeah. Event Reporting uh, data, that has finally come out by you know, twisting their arms and getting it, you know, by aggressive FOIA requests, shows very clearly that the CDC has been aware of this. They know that there's a huge increase in myocarditis, excuse me, myocarditis, pericarditis, and other cardiac issues following COVID vaccination, but they have not been willing to share that data with the public. All right, hold that thought. Perfect segue, because that was my next topic. We'll come right back to that. Questions, by the way, for Dr. Kelly or Steve House, text us 307 282 If you're just tuning in for the first time, we do this every Thursday for the first hour. You can find out all about Dr. Kelly and her background by going to our website, RushToReason.com. There's an entire page there dedicated just to her. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next, folks. Anything you need when it comes to your furnace or anything electrical in your home, give them a call today. They would love to help you out. 720-526-0231. Replacing your furnace can be stressful for your whole family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will alleviate the stress of replacing your furnace with service that puts your family first. Absolute offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee because they value honesty, earning your family's trust with honest work. Their technicians prioritize your family with integrity by never upselling you on something you don't need during your replacement. They offer flexible financing, so you don't have to make sacrifices to make sure your family's needs are provided for. Their team goes above and beyond to get the replacement done in one day whenever possible, so you can get back to spending quality time together. Get your family-friendly estimate for replacing your home comfort system now with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air by visiting klzradio.com slash absolute or call 720-526-0231 to schedule today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Affordable interest mortgage, anything mortgage-wise that you need help with, give Kurt Rogers a call today, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913% with an APR of 6.985%. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, 262 the third with a total savings of over $18,000. 
before you buy, take aim. 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. All right, Solar Energy Partners, Alan Davis, find out if your home is a good candidate for solar. Call him directly at 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill, and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. We had a listener also that called in and wanted to comment on something that I need more details on. If you can send me a link, I will get that off to Dr. Kelly, and we can get some answers for you. It's about a American Heart Association study on myocarditis, uh, a European one, I believe, about 43 million people. I need more details on exactly what it is, and, and uh, Dr. Kelly, I can forward that on to you once we have that and can kind of know more about what's going on. I don't know all the details of that, nor would you at this point. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure which I, I read so many studies, as you might imagine, on a daily basis right, right. now that I would need to see which study that they're referencing before I Correct. Uh, comment. Correct. Uh, Steve, real quick, I know you got to leave after this segment, so I want to throw this to you because you're the one that actually sent this to Kelly and I you know, earlier today, and that is that CDC finally releasing the VAERS safety monitoring you know, analysis. You sent that out earlier. Dr. Kelly alluded to that when we went to, you know, right before we went to break. Uh, give us some insight into that, sir. Well, there was a lot there, in my opinion. I mean, they were talking about what they call safety signals, right? They're looking for safety signals regarding vaccines to determine if that vaccine is a problem. And they found, you know, double, triple, quadruple, and more safety signals in a number of different areas, and they held it from the public. Um, it didn't come out, as Kelly said, until there was aggressive FOIA requesting to put this stuff into the public domain. And look at that. And I, I'm not exaggerating here. I absolutely believe it's criminal. Because what you're looking at is you're looking at people who are withholding facts about a vaccine and promoting the use of that vaccine and withholding those facts, which indicate that you may have a serious safety problem by using it. Hmm. And they held it back until they were forced to produce it under FOIA requests. That, in my mind, is criminal. People have died because they did that. Agree. Dr. Kelly, you want to add to that? Well, well, no, Steve's exactly right. I mean, we were told, first of all, uh, the CDC said that they were doing this. Let's, let's remember, the vaccine program rolled out December 14th, 2020. Excuse me, uh, yeah, uh, 2020. That's when it started. 
December 14th. Okay. They did not. The CDC did not start looking at the VAERS data until March of 2022, 18 months later. Now, that is absolutely criminal. The CDC's job is to keep the public safe, is to look at these things. They waited 15 months into the rollout of a novel experimental genetic therapy that they've called a vaccine. These products are not FDA approved, and they didn't even look at the data for 15 months. Mm. Then when they started parsing the data, what they found, as Steve said, was not just a few things. It wasn't just a handful of signals, meaning you know that there was an increase in myocarditis or pericarditis or blood clots. They found over 700 different types of adverse events, all of which were alarming to them, all of which classified as, quote, signals. To be a signal means that the incidence of that thing, whether it's pericarditis or myocarditis or a blood clot or Bell's palsy, that the incidence of those following this vaccine has to be at least twice the incidence of that same condition following other vaccines. They found more than 700 different adverse events hmm. that were concerning to them. Most of them, by the way, two-thirds of them, more concerning than, even than myocarditis. So what we have here is evidence, John, of overwhelming abdication of duty on the part of the CDC. And frankly, as far as I'm concerned, a criminal intent yeah. to suppress this information from the public. Well, and I talked about this yesterday. We've got a CDC now that's doing everything you just said, Dr. Kelly, but yet at the same time, and Steve, you can probably chime in on this, it's the same CDC that's telling schools what to teach when it comes to transgender issues and LGBTQ studies. I'm not sure where or why the CDC would be involved in the Department of Education with our elementary and junior high school, you know, high school students, uh, guys. Steve, that one just, you know, again, they're not doing their job and they're doing things they don't need to be doing. Well, p- part of the reason why they do it, John, is they want to make the issue of transgenderism a health care issue. And if you make a health care issue out of it, then it gives you latitude to spend money and, and make policy. And True. HHS has policy capabilities through Obamacare. I mean, it's really about putting it into a category where they can most influence what happens on policy. Good point. And it's just wrong. No, I, I agree. F- fully wrong. You know, you, you put that on top of everything you, get, you guys just talked about. Now, really quick, you guys... Collectively, we had a study that we were looking at earlier this week about the sudden unexpected deaths that have exploded in Germany since the shots began in 2021. I don't know that that's what this other individual was actually talking about that called in, but we, you know, we, we three went through. Uh, you know, an article on this particular study. And I mean, if you look at the graph in Germany, I mean, it has literally exploding is probably not even the answer, Dr. Kelly. I mean, literally, these things are off the charts. Well, it's not just Germany. Japan has now uh, commanded that there will be the health minister has now commanded that they will stop the shots and do a study to investigate the massive increase in sudden deaths in Japan Hmm. following these. This is happening worldwide. And again, not that this could be much worse. But let's also, you know, put on the layer of the uh, the fact that the CDC was the one driving these vaccines, uh, the vaccine narrative that these are safe and effective, mm-hmm. and was largely responsible for why it is that schools and employers and airlines and on and on were required, you know, putting these vaccine mandates in place. There are people who lost their jobs because they couldn't right. refuse to get uh, vaccinated. Right. There are people who left, you know, military pensions on the table. There are 
I mean, throngs of healthcare workers who left. And the people who didn't, there are equally huge numbers of people who went ahead and took the shots against their will, yep. against their better judgment, because they couldn't afford to lose a job. And by the way, including some of the NFL players we talked about as we opened up the show, Dr. Kelly, let's not forget that oh, those guys can- didn't have any choice. Oh, you better believe it. You better believe it. So you've got all these people who were in the military to take these shots when the CDC, as I said, has totally abdicated their responsibility to the public, which is to actually do the diligence on these, look at those signals. The VAERS system was not put in place by a bunch of independent physicians like myself. It was put in place by the CDC. Hmm. It's their own right. early warning right. system. Right. Good and, point. They, they, and they won't look at it. Good point. Steve, real quick let's before not, you leave, not, I wanted to ask you. you know, go ahead. I got another question. Seen 75 years from now. That's right. not a random Good number. point. It's when the average lifespan is about that same amount. They That's want a right. whole generation, a whole multiple generations to die off before That's right. everybody sees what the That's exactly right. Um, you know, lastly, Steve, I wanted to get your opinion on just the NFL in general, and it's no surprise to me. I and mean, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here on all of these videos and things I saw right after this event happened Monday night. But man, you got to believe, Steve, when you've got the NFL and, and literally, you know, the the largest sports organization I know, soccer worldwide is big, but it's not anything. Uh, you know, it, it's not like the NFL in America. Let's just face it. I mean, the amount of dollars and things that are running around on the field, it's huge. And I would venture to guess, Steve, that the NFL, even if they do find out and know that some of these things are going on that we're all talking about right now, they will do their darndest to protect that because if the players' union gets wind of this and these players were forced with this vaccine, you can bet your, you, you can bet your sweet bippy there'll be lawsuits. Right, Steve? Yeah, I mean, you, you theoretically, John... I mean, if, if 60% of the world is vaccinated, you know, there's 4.8 billion people who could sign on to a class action lawsuit with standing against the manufacturers and the governments who forced the vaccine on them. The United States alone, right? I mean, it's somewhere in that 70 to 80% of 300 million. Everybody would have standing, whether they were currently hurt or not, because the, the, the reality of it is information was withheld, they got the vaccine, and then now they have a potential of a future problem. I mean, it's horrible. There's no way they're going to let that happen. They're going to fight that, fight that, and fight that forever yeah. because they can't afford it, and they can't let their whole team of people go to jail. That's what we're going to see as a huge no, fight. I fully agree. Steve, I'll let you go. I appreciate your time. I know you're catching a flight. Thank you for your time and for joining us. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you both, and uh, let's keep up the fight. We'll do it, Steve. Appreciate it very much. And. Uh, you know, we owe him a lot, Dr. Kelly. He's the one that really got all of us together in the first place, which I'm very thankful for. And, and again, I, I wanted to get your opinion on that as well. I'm not saying that, you know, again, going all the way back to Monday night's event, have no idea what caused it. All I'm saying is I think it's awfully odd that we've got the amount of people coming out immediately thereafter saying, no, 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 there's no way this can be the vaccine, no way this can be the vaccine. Yeah, because if the NFL could actually prove or the Players Union could prove that it was, they've got a problem on their hands. Oh I, oh, I think they have a huge problem on their hands, and I happen to agree with you. I think they're going to do everything they possibly can to deep-six this information. Um, they are going to keep obfuscating as far as possible because they have huge liability here. Uh, and I've said from the beginning, I think that once uh, we are able to prove fraud hmm. on the part hmm. of the vaccine manufacturers 
as well as potentially the CDC and the FDA, and I think ultimately we will prove that, then all of the liability protection uh, that these guys currently uh, enjoy under the emergency use authorization will go away. Uh, the emergency use authorization gives them incredible immunity from lawsuit mm. up until the point that you're actually able to prove fraud. Got it. Uh, and I think that the... That and that's the, what they're trying uh, to avoid, NFL right? Is in, oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. And that's also, by the way, why I maintain that the one of the huge drivers, the huge motivators for them to continue vaccinating people is because they want to chisel away at the remaining control group. Yeah, and what I mean right. by that's that right. is I am the control group. Yep. You are the control group. That's correct. Those of us who have had COVID but didn't get vaccinated, we represent the way to prove that it's the vaccines, not the virus. That's right. Those of us who had COVID and aren't vaccinated, we are the the existing control group in this ongoing experiment. If they can continue to convince you or me or anybody else who hasn't been vaccinated yet to get vaccinated, then they chisel away at that control group and it ultimately becomes almost impossible to prove without a control group, yep. you can't prove That's right. That's that right. it was the vaccine, not the not the Fully virus. agree, 100%. All right, question came in. What is Dr. Kelly currently seeing in COVID patients that do have cancer and or other comorbidities? I'm not sure it's a complete question, so we're kind of have to fill in the blanks here. What are you seeing when it comes to patients that have COVID and cancer? Yeah, well, what, what we are seeing is that people... Um, let's start with this. We're seeing that people who are vaccinated, there's no question that we are seeing a resurgence of cancers that had been in remission uh, and the onset of new, very aggressive cancers in people who are vaccinated. Um, we're, it's not just anecdotal reports. We're seeing significant increases in, these, in, in the vaccinated population. Um, I don't have any reason to believe that the that patients who have get COVID and happen to also have cancer are having a worse go of it. Uh, fortunately, right now in the United States, at least, the current variants that we are seeing of COVID are really very, very mild. Uh, people, very few people even need to go to the doctor, let alone end up in the hospital. Um, you know, we've got lots of medications to treat uh, COVID. But right now, as I said, the current variants are really quite mild. Mm -hmm. uh, people, you know, sore throat, runny nose, cough. People feel kind of crummy the way you do with influenza. But we aren't seeing people ending up hospitalized right now with COVID. All right. Perfect segue. We've got another question coming in. Any more questions for Dr. Kelly? Please text me 307-200-8222. Again, 307 307- 282 hi Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Any plumbing need you have, keep this number handy, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with Hi-Fi Plumbing now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with High 5 is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High 5 Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. 
Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only. All right, Golden Eagle Financial is next. Make sure that you're set for 2023, financially speaking. Give Al a call today. There's a couple of seminars coming up here in the next few weeks as well. 303-744-1128. Planning for your retirement doesn't need to be rigid to be a solid plan. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial asks what is uniquely important to you before diving into the numbers, getting an accurate picture of how to realistically get there. Once Al understands your individual circumstances, he can figure out what needs to be adjusted, positioning you with the best trajectory to reach your goal. Golden Eagle Financial wants to get to know what you want your retirement to look like so that a plan can be created to make that happen. By incorporating a strategy that works with your lifestyle, Al can partner with you to make sure that a comfortable retirement is in your future. Schedule a conversation at his office for a fresh look at your financial future. Call 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128 now, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. All right, we want to save babies' lives, and yes, we believe in that wholeheartedly. It's what we do on a regular basis. Save the Storks does it daily, literally around the clock. That's what they're doing, helping save babies' lives. You can help as well. Donate today. Go to savethestorks.com. As we close out the year, we celebrate the victory of Roe being overturned. We praise God for the Supreme Court's decision to protect life and recognize that abortion is not a constitutional right. But what may be shocking to many Christians and conservatives is that we are in a fight to save the lives of preborn babies like never before in history. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, the pro-life ministry that is making a difference with love and compassion. Our mobile medical units, called Stork Buses, have saved over 11,000 preborn babies. But our impactful programs also focus on the women and men who face unplanned pregnancies every day. Our mission focuses on the preborn, of course, but we also ensure that moms and dads are empowered to choose life for their babies and not just survive, but thrive as parents. Visit SaveTheStorks.org right now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month or make a year-end tax-deductible donation. Your gift will make a difference. Go to SaveTheStorks.org today and make a gift of any amount. Thank you and God bless you. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry, so give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. This next question, Dr. Kelly, something that actually even Charlie and I were discussing during the break, and it came in via text message as well. The new, I'm just going to call it variant, this is XBB15, that's very contagious 
Will natural immunity protect me from getting it? I had COVID three times. I just had COVID around six weeks ago. How many more variants are there going to be? And what Charlie wanted to add to that is every single night, Dr. Kelly on the news, I don't watch the news, but on the news, I guess every single night, it's, hey, this variant, way worse than the last. This variant, way worse. I mean, every single time there's a variant that comes around, it's worse than the last one. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. That's what we constantly hear from, you know, the media. And, and, you know, this particular texture's question is very valid. How many more variants are there going to be? I think I have my own answer. But and, And is this just getting worse or are we just getting to the point where it's like the common cold and quit worrying about it? Well, all good questions. First of all, the answer, how many more variants? Uh, it's impossible to say, but a lot. Yes. Dr. Kelly, almost given the fact that it's a virus that naturally mutates, it's almost indefinite. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor or a virologist, but you start looking at what this thing will do ongoing unless it completely dies off, which I just don't see it doing. It's almost indefinite. Correct. Uh, If you take us back to the very beginning of the pandemic, what I said over and over again, and it stands today, all viruses mutate. Coronaviruses are particularly adept at it. They do it more quickly than others. So this is going to continue to mutate. The good news is this, and to answer Charlie's question, the good news, with rare exception, reportable exception, viruses do two things as they mutate. They become more contagious but less lethal. Right. And that is exactly what we have seen with COVID-19. Yes, it becomes more contagious, meaning stickier, easier to transmit to others, easier for people to get. But the good news is at the same time, it becomes less lethal, creates less severe symptoms and on and on. So that's what's happening. The virus, as you said, John, is what we call endemic. It's here to stay. It's not going to go away like the common cold. So now to the question that they ask, you know, will natural immunity protect you? Somewhat in the same way that you generally don't get two really roaring bad colds in a season. Same thing with COVID. Mm-hmm. Not to say you can't get another one, but your immunity will be up for a while and there will be some crossover immunity. Okay. The problem in my mind, again, with the current vaccines and the concept of getting boosted at this point is that the vaccine... Oh, and we lost Dr. Kelly, so uh, we will get her back here rather quickly. In fact, it sounded like her connection was getting kind of uh, off anyways. I would add a few things while we get Dr. Kelly going again. And again, keep texting us, 307 200 Again, I was going to say, you know, just along the lines of what Dr. Kelly's saying, you're even seeing this right now, there is a lot of colds and things like that floating around right now. Is it COVID? Is it a cold? Does it matter at the end of the day? Dr. Kelly, I think you heard what I said a moment ago. I mean, a lot of colds and things are floating around right now just in the population. I've seen it in my own family. Bottom line is, you know, it is what it is. You take, you know, we've talked about it for weeks now. You take the things you would normally take for a cold and move on. A- absolutely. And, by the, and, and, and again, really quick, does it really matter if it's COVID or not is my point. No, and that's exactly the point, is this idea of testing or finding out if it's COVID is meaningless. You treat the symptoms, you're not going to do anything any differently if you find out that it's COVID versus rhinovirus or any of the other myriad viruses that cause up respiratory symptoms. You know, you're just, you're going to treat the symptoms. The point I was making before the NSA interrupted. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, good one. Good one. Is is that uh, the current, the vaccines, unfortunately, have essentially no effect on the current variants. 
Uh, the original vaccines were predicated on the Wuhan strain, which hasn't existed now for, you know, a, a year and a half. And the boosters, you know, are, were based on BA4 and BA5, also which are gone. Mm-hmm. So if you get boosted right now, you are going to end up making antibodies to a variant yep. that doesn't exist. Yep. You're going to create the wrong antibodies. And you're far better off, in my mind, allowing your natural immunity. At this point, the idea that there are a handful of people on the, you know, in this country at least, that haven't had COVID. Uh, the CDC months and months ago and expected, uh, predicted that upwards of 86, 87 percent of all kids had already had it. And at this point, it's probably well over 90 percent. Um, so everyone now is likely has some element of natural immunity. I don't see that you stand to gain anything from the vaccines or the boosters at this point. I think it's all risk, no benefit. And again, this isn't because I'm anti-vaccine. I'm extraordinarily pro-vaccine in general. But the reality is, and we are seeing more of it every day, John, and this recent data dump from the CDC under duress, uh, as I said, Mm -hmm. shows an alarming number of adverse events and when we the current variants are so mild i just cannot in good conscience recommend that people uh take a vaccination another question just came in i know this is tough because this again not a direct patient so it's really hard to give an answer but my daughter is in stage four kidney failure after getting the vaccine is there anything to do to reverse that well, I, I'm so sorry to hear that, and it's certainly not the yes. first case of it. I have a family member of my own who uh, developed uh, sudden onset uh, kidney failure as a result of the vaccines as well. Um, you know, I can't, without reviewing her stuff and having evaluated her, I can't say right. there certainly are things that are being done to treat some of these vaccine injuries. Many of them use the uh, same or similar medications to the ones that we've used uh, throughout the pandemic to treat COVID itself. So my suggestion is to make sure that uh, that she's being treated by somebody who at least has an open mind and is willing to consider mm, uh, that this is vaccine-related. One of the tragedies in this is that, you know, we're seeing all of these things we've never seen before, young people with aggressive cancers, young people with new-onset cardiac issues, uh, rapid heart rates and blood pressure issues, and if your physician isn't willing to consider that this is vaccine-related, then the likelihood of you getting the right treatment goes down exponentially mm-hmm. um, because it, you know, you're not going to find what you won't look for. Right. Good point. I know this one comes up periodically, so I thought I'd go ahead and just throw it in. We've got a little bit of time. Might as well discuss it as well. And that is the, the shedding or the transfer of you know the mRNA in one person to another. And I know there's really no solid details or data on that. There's even been some, I think, kind of some conspiratorial things running around where they can just shed it through the air, which I think you and I have discussed enough that, no, we don't believe that's the case at all. But, you know, can... You know, outside of a blood transfusion, which we already know that's the case, there's been many studies done along those lines. But outside of a blood transfusion, you know, can normal day-to-day contact with somebody that's been vaccinated affect somebody that hasn't been? Well, I have seen no compelling data or research, John, that says that just casual contact, meaning the idea that you are somehow, you know, shedding spike proteins off of your skin or exhaling them, you know, out of your lungs, and then they land on somebody else who miraculously absorbs them through their skin or something. I've seen nothing compelling uh, to lead me to believe that that is the case. That said, 
I think there is real concern about more intimate contact, meaning sexual contact, whether we know for a fact that the spike proteins in the mRNA are uh, excreted in breast milk, for example. Clearly, they are in blood. Uh, That's how the spike protein and mRNA gets to all the different organ systems. So we know it's in blood. We know it's in breast milk. So the idea. What about what about you know? I think the other concern we had a while back was somebody asking you know this is somebody I think that's looking at dating and things along those lines. What about you know saliva transfer, kissing you know even kissing a loved one that you know you have in the family you know not in an intimate way but just you know a little bit of transfer of saliva back and forth is that a problem? Well, I think and the answer is we don't know, but okay. I think given that it's in blood and in breast milk, I don't think it's a big leap to suggest that it could be in semen or in vaginal fluid, or in saliva. So I'm not saying that that's been proven, or that I've, but I don't think that's a big leap now that we know it, ha- it has been proven that it's in breast milk, okay. and we know it's in blood. So I think these are questions, and these, again, are the kinds of things that would normally have been sorted yeah, out. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, those are things by now we would know, right? Yeah, that, there's a reason, as I say, there's a reason the average vaccine takes between six to eight years to come to market, if it ever comes at all. You know, we are now coming up in you know, two years into this vaccine program, and we are just now starting to see some of the issues. Normally, these are the kinds of things that get hammered out in a laboratory in very small test groups well before a vaccine or some new therapeutic is launched onto the public and, God forbid, mandated on the public. So, uh, unfortunately, my answer to so many of these questions is, I don't know, I can't say with certainty, but here's what the current research leads me to believe or be concerned about. And I know it's very expensive. We have talked about this, but I can also almost guess the next question. This isn't coming in. I'm just throwing it to you because I know that's the next question people are thinking. How would one know? So an unvaccinated person, they've been around, you know, family members or even they've got a spouse that got vaccinated. They didn't. How would they know whether or not they've had that transfer? You, you wouldn't unless you start having issues and, and had something, you know, if if you ended up having you know, developing myocarditis and getting a you know cardiac biopsy that showed spike proteins. Uh, because we are able to determine, we can tell with the correct stains on tissue staining, you can tell the difference between spike proteins that were produced from the virus and spike proteins that were produced by the vaccine. They have a different, uh, a different coating on them. Mm. So there are stains that can tell, but the only way you would know is if you developed a problem, ended up having a biopsy or, or something that would where you could do tissue staining and say, wow, I never got a vaccine, yet I have vaccine-induced spike proteins in my whatever, my ovaries mm-hmm. or my heart mm-hmm. or wherever right. it happens to be. Uh, but these are the kinds of things, again, and this is what makes me so angry, and you can probably tell from the tenor of my voice, John, that I do get angry about this because it was unnecessary. The vast majority of the population was not at significant risk from COVID, the virus. We had time to wait. The idea that we had to rush this thing out and put a shot in everyone's arm or two or three or five. The idea that these were mandated for people who'd already had and recovered from COVID and had natural immunity this wasn't necessary, and that's what makes me angry. All right, one last question, and I don't know if you've seen any of this, and I have no way 
I'm not sure how I would verify this, by the way, but there's been some things that have come to me today, a couple of different articles where a you know, casket salesman has confirmed that there are bulk orders for child-sized coffins, fears an uptick in vaccine deaths. Again, I, I have no way of verifying that, but I don't know whether you've heard anything along those lines or not. I have, and, and I try not to react, even there's so much legitimate stuff to, to right. respond to from a scientific perspective that I really try not to to react too much to the clickbait, you know, the, these right. headlines, which is not to say that I don't have concerns about increases in deaths from these vaccines, because I do. I agree. And there's no question yep. we are seeing some tragic things happening with children. Uh, we are seeing kids with cardiac issues at an unprecedented rate. We're seeing kids uh, develop Bell's palsy and neurologic issues, tics, tinnitus, other things. Um, whether or not, you know, we know that all-cause mortality is up in the age groups 18 to 49, and it's up by a lot, by, you know, it's up exponentially. And we know that from the life insurance companies. Trying to figure right. out in the pediatric population is a little tougher. And as you know, the vaccines didn't get rolled out till later down the, the timeline for kids. So I fear that we are going to see an increase in these. But I, I try very hard to give a measured yeah. response and not to, to jump onto some of these more sensational headlines. Uh, not that they don't concern me. Makes total sense. Got about two minutes left. Last question. This came from Charlie, actually. Should routine screening for myocarditis become standard in our healthcare system? Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's a great question. I get asked that a lot. I certainly think it absolutely has to become standard, particularly for the high-risk groups for myocarditis from these injections. Okay. And what I mean by that is, so you're talking primarily um, people between the ages of 14 and 30, uh, males more than females, certainly any athletes. I absolutely, I guarantee, if the NFL stays solvent, and I'm not sure that it will, uh, they will change their guidelines for evalu cardiac evaluations. I think every professional or, or even near, uh, even collegiate teams will likely change their protocols for screening. It is a significant enough risk for that age group and mm. for athletes in particular mm. that I think we would be remiss in not doing extensive workups in anybody who's been vaccinated. It, yeah. It's not in the unvaccinated population. I'm right. not worried. Right. It's in the vaccinated population. Great point. Dr. Kelly Victory, again, thank you so much for your time. Happy New Year. Looking forward to 2023. We'll keep fighting the fight and work alongside you. You're, you know, you're the leader in this, and I appreciate all the information you bring to us you know, each and every week, and even, including myself when it's not even the day that you know, we're doing this. We do a lot of things even outside of the, the, you know, the one hour we spend each week, and I appreciate it very much. It's very, very, um, how should I say, the wealth of knowledge I have gained. Um, I, you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm indebted to you. I don't know what else to say, Dr. Kelly. Well, thanks for having me, as always. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to share what, what I know with your listeners, and uh, let's keep fighting the good we'll do fight, it. John. We'll do it. Happy New Year. Thank you, All Dr. Right. Kelly Victory. You can find her again. Go to the website, rushtoreason.com. Entire page there listing out all of her credentials, what she's done, what she's been through, booted off Twitter. She's now back, of course, you know, different things along those lines. Veteran Windows and Doors, though, is next. Dave Bancroft, if you've got a chillier house than you'd like it to be, or you feel some drafts, or you've got some condensation, things like that, where you're like, oh, I don't think those were there before. Call Dave, have him come out, look at your windows and doors and find out what he can do for you and make your home more comfortable and increase the value. At the same time, he has financing also. 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors holds the standard that their products will be as efficient 30 years from now as they are brand new. 
They do this by offering products that exceed code, are engineered to last a lifetime, and are backed by a warranty which reflects that. The owner, Dave Bancroft, will tell you windows and doors can look the same or even identical yet have completely different energy codes. That's why when you work with veteran windows and doors, they explain what the NFRC label and Energy Star ratings actually mean. They can prove that what you're buying meets the energy code requirements for where you live, saving you more money on your heating, lighting, and cooling bills. Make an investment you can trust with their lifetime warranty on your purchase and a five-year installation guarantee. See what Dave and his team can save you with energy-efficient windows and doors by calling Veteran Windows and Doors right now at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash windows. All right, you qualify for a reverse mortgage. Is it the right thing for you to do at this time? Those are questions that I can't answer, but I know who can. Bruce Simmons from American Liberty Mortgage. He literally is our reverse mortgage specialist. Call him at 303-467-7821. There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you with a free consultation at klzradio.com reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. All right, Catherine and Robin Kane, our home transitions. Give them a call today. Anyone in your family looking to make a transition up, down, sideways, you name it, they're there to help you. And uh, literally, they can walk you through the whole process better than other realtors can. Again, two for the price of one. 720-437-8210. Living with your family in a multi-generational house makes sense until it doesn't. Talk to Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions before making this kind of commitment. The problems can sneak up on you. Expenses are high. Health issues can come up for you or your loved ones. And overall inflation just makes everything so much worse. Catherine and Robin can help you avoid these potential issues. They help you consider the risks of including your family in a real estate deal before you get locked into a living situation that can deplete your valuable resources like your time, energy, and money. Be informed when considering multi-generational housing with Catherine and Robin from K&R Home Transitions. Be positive that combined housing is the right move by calling them now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or leave them a detailed message by using the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, if you missed any of what we just talked about, maybe came in at the tail end of that conversation between 6 and 7 p.m. tonight, you can hear it again in its entirety, or go right to the website, rushtoreason.com. You can listen there as well, replay it, send it on to friends, family, folks you might feel would benefit from listening to this, which in a lot of cases is 
typically a lot of different family members. So if you want to do that, go right to the website. Uh, This podcast will be up, or this recording will be up a little bit later tonight as well. We'll be right back. Hour 2 is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.